You're listening to Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast, episode 95. Welcome to the Carry On Friends podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community with your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann, and I am excited to have my guest on the show today. Yes, I'm always excited about all my guests, but this guest, I really, really, really know personally, see our face to face and everything. So I want to welcome Renee Baptiste to the show. Renee, Renee, welcome. Good morning. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. So Renee is not a stranger to Carry On Friends. She's never been on the podcast, but a few years ago, we did a video series introducing or interviewing entrepreneurs. And so, which makes this episode all the more exciting. Um, So, but let me, let me, let me, let me tame my excitement a little bit. Renee. (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you for having me, Karen. Yes. Tell the audience a little bit about who you are, island you're representing, and all that good stuff. So big up all my grands out there. I'm representing Grenada. All your job, job, posse. Yes, yes. I know Carnival's (laughs) happening right now, and I'm very jealous that I am in the States. But, you know, you got to take care of business. Yes. But I'm very glad to be here. Um, I can tell a little bit about myself, if that's where we're going next. Um, So when I originally um, appeared on the series, I was a professional makeup artist. Um, I've been doing that for almost nine years, which has come to a halt now. And I'm at the point where I realized I wanted to make a transition because um, my career wasn't going in the direction that I thought it would. And I had to make a realistic um, assessment and say, this this isn't going to get me to my dreams. This isn't going to get me to my long-term goals. And I think a lot of people may be out there in different jobs too and realize that, you know, you signed up with a job and you thought it was going to be awesome. You're there five years and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can buy a house with this job. And that's a realistic thing. So I was at that place and I had to make a decision to change industries. And I ended up getting into the utility industry which is awesome. And then I'm going back to school to obtain a degree in civil engineering. So with that, I thought that there may be other people who want to do the same thing, but they might be scared. They might not know anything about it, different industries, such as the utility or construction industry. And then I came up with my new blog and media outlet, Utility Bay. Hey. <laughs> hey, Utility Bay. So with that, I'll be highlighting different profiles of women who are in either STEM jobs, um, science, technology, engineering, or math, um, design, construction, um, technology, anything that would traditionally not be a woman's role or very popular for women, just to highlight that, hey, women are out here, we're successful at it, and it's not as difficult as it may seem. So that's that's Utility Bay, and that's where I am now. Yes. So if you didn't get that, Renee went from makeup artist to Utility Bay. Think of that, from makeup artist to Utility Bay, from glamorous to construction boots, hard hats, utility belts. So why did you choose to go the utility route? So it really was uh, me just surrendering to the universe because I didn't know where I wanted to go, to be honest. I knew I wanted to leave makeup. 
it was all I really knew because I was doing it for so long. Um, and I had to figure out what I was going to do. So I got um, actually very randomly an email from a workforce development a long time ago from high school. I was signed up with them because they helped us do uh, like resume writing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, your email is always in their systems and you continuously get newsletters. And then I got one and I, it's, it promoted a program called Urgent. Um, and it was for women to gain skills in the utility industry. The course was at no cost. I said, let me just sign up. Let's see what happens. It never hurts to have new skills. You never know what you can need it for. So I went ahead and did that. And I passed through the program. And as I was going through the program, they were teaching really dry material. I mean, how electricity is made, how gas transmission happens and distribution. But at the same time, I realized this is not that difficult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I can do this. And then I started to think, well, how can I get a degree in this or what type of jobs are out there? And I have a really analytical way of looking at it. So then I just started doing my research. I started doing um, looking online to see the salaries of these different type of jobs. What are the outlooks for these type of jobs? You know, I had to take a realistic assessment because I didn't want to jump into another industry again that wouldn't um, lead me to where I want to go. And that's where I am. All right. All right. You know, so what was kind of the thought process, you know, going from like, what were you thinking emotionally and mentally about, oh, my God, the switch from being a makeup artist? What? Tell me about that emotional. So logically, I understand like you're like, okay, I got to make money, blah, blah. But emotionally, what were some of the things where you were wrestling with um, to kind of finally make that decision? Because. Sometimes the decision is clear that you have to make. It's the emotional journey to making that decision. Right. And that, that's such a good question because I was emotionally wrestling with this whole process for about two years. Mm. So I started, um, I was working in Soho at a cosmetics company and I live in Long Island. So that you can imagine that that's trek a trek. every, yes, every single day. And by like eight months in, I was done. (laughs) I was shot. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not having fun. I don't feel passionate about this anymore. Like, I don't know if it was the travel that killed my dream or if it was just, you know, the hustle and bustle every day, but it just wasn't the same. Something wasn't the same. So emotionally, I was already sad. Then that's when I started looking for different options and keeping my, my mind open. But it was, I was anxious all the time. Um, I thought I was depressed over it. I might've been depressed over it. I was depressed over it all throughout finally accepting, okay, I'm going to do something different. And the biggest fear for me, and I think I've just recently, recently gotten over it. Um, I was interviewed by Newsday a few weeks ago and they asked me the same question, like, how are you okay with it? How did it feel? And the, my biggest fear was what other people would think of me. Because everyone else already knows me as this makeup artist. You know, I've been doing it for so long. It's like Renee does makeup. You call Renee when you're going out. You call Renee for your wedding. And I was just so afraid to tell Instagram or Facebook or the world that I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know. I just felt ashamed. I, it was it was really difficult. And then I would be really secretive about it for a long time. Like when all throughout the um, school process, I wouldn't tell anyone I was in school because 
I was just so afraid. And looking back at it now, I was, I felt kind of silly, but there might be someone else feeling the same way. And people are going to be supportive regardless of whatever it is you do, as long as it's positive and you're not hurting anyone, you're doing things to big up yourself and lift up yourself. So I think um, the what I struggled with was emotionally just being okay with changing. Mm-hmm. And I just put it out there. I, I closed my eyes one night, did the post, threw it out there, and I got love. I got all the love, I had likes, my notifications were blowing up, and then I felt better. And I think that was what, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so it's still fairly recent, you know, and it just took some time to go through it. So that fear, was it, what was that fear? Was it like, well, and we talked a little bit about this, you know, and I've heard conversations because a lot of people have asked me, Carrie, do a podcast because there's this conversation where people, you know, are like, oh, I, why, why you want to work for other people? You want to work for yourself. And some people are like, why I want a job. So there's this debate. So what was Mm. your fear with not telling anyone? Was it just this shame that you're no longer a makeup artist or is it the type of job you chose? Or is it that you're no longer an entrepreneur and you kind of gave up that life for a nine to five? That's, that's a really good question. I think it was tangled in there as well, because as a makeup artist, I'm self-employed. So I do have my own business, but the misconception is there are two types of entrepreneurship lifestyles. There's self-employed where you're really, it's still a job because if you don't go out there and perform, you don't have any income. So technically that's still kind of a job. job. You're you're your own job, but then you have um, maybe business ownership or you're an investor or you have passive income. That's different. Or maybe you're a part of a MLM. That's still different. And that's a different podcast for a different day. I'm not going to walk down that road right now. Um, But yeah, I think maybe I did feel a little bit of shame. But at the same time, I know I still have the entrepreneur bug in me. So I'm setting myself up to start a different kind of business. And then when I'm ready to do that, then I'll launch it. But there's nothing wrong with having a job, especially if it's a good job. Uh, I want to put that out there for people because I think uh, with the current like trend on social media, having your own business and being an entrepreneur lifestyle and it, that looks great on Instagram, but the real nitty gritty of it is everyone is not prepared to do those things. That's a hard life. I said it it's is. a hard life because, you know, I work full time. I've mm-hmm. always worked full time. You know, everything else is kind of a side hustle. Mm-hmm. I work full time because I have kids, you know, I yeah. need insurance. Have you ever looked at trying to pay insurance out of your pocket without yes, a company <laughs> subsidizing that? That's a little money. It's a joke. It's, it's, it's really painful. It's hurtful. So even, you know, those are things that you have to take into consideration if you want to be a sole entrepreneur and it's scary out there. I, I remember I went to the doctor to get a blood test and they told me it was like a thousand dollars. I almost fell out. <laughs> but but you, you understand if I'm like tripping over the copay and the deductible, I got to pay before the insurance mm-hmm. kicks in. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine when you are like, you are it. You pay insurance no. out of your pocket, period. It's, it, it's, and then, right, you're doing that, but then you still have to scramble to get your clients, to get your money, to yep. do all those things on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, that was a major decision maker for me too, because I think it's, I don't want to step on anyone's toes when I say this, but when you have a business, I think your consumers, and they're not supposed to understand this, 
But there is a line where, you know, there are other, you're not just trying to make money off of them or rip them off. You have a life that you're trying to live too. You have kids, you have your normal bills, just like everyone else. And then uh, I feel like, and this is just my um, experience. I don't want to say this is everyone's experience, but what I was experiencing was a lot of bartering, a lot of negotiation. um, And I, I just couldn't run my business that way, which is why I decided to put it on hold. Yeah. That makes sense because, you know, you can't barter with Con Ed, Verizon, right. or National you, you Grid. You don't barter or, at the supermarket. You, you can't don't do barter that. at the supermarket, the utility <laughs> company. They're like, pay me my bill. You could barter with them for a payment plan, but at the end of right. the day, you still got to pay the whole thing. Right. So I, I, I do understand that, you know, and, and, and for some, it's, it's, it's really par for the course when you have a business versus, you know, you have a job, you have a side hustle, and you can, you can, you can afford to do those bartering because you know it's a, res- a, a, a secondary source of revenue as right. opposed to the only source of right. revenue. You're secure enough to go pursue your side project. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why there's nothing wrong with having a good job yeah. um, or a job in general, a job that suffice, that meets the needs that you have. Yeah. Um, that's a good job. It doesn't matter. I think... I think I personally growing up, I got obsessed with the what am I doing versus the does this help me get to where I need to go? And I think maybe a lot of people in my generation might feel that way. They want the glamorous act of whatever it is that they're doing. It feels good to talk to their friends about what they do. Oh, I sell Bentleys or whatever. Like, But, you know, you might not make enough to reach your dreams and goals doing that thing. But it sounds cool. I think I think social media is such a good cover up of the ugly parts and the hard parts of being an entrepreneur. Like nobody talks about the times when they get stiffed by customers. Nobody talks about the times like, oh, what am I going to do about health insurance? You know, everything just looks so pretty and polished. They get on jets and they do all this. It's not like that. You with balancing books and praying that you don't get audited. Like all that stuff is scary. As hell. So I I had to take a look at um, what I needed, what would work for me, not what sounds cool. But in the end, I still kind of turned around and made it sound cool because I have Utility Bay now. Utility (laughs) Bay. You know, um, recently, um, I've I've always, I've never, and if I've had, I apologize, but I've never really said that I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I've always worked a nine-to-five. I I enjoy my contribution to different companies because the reality is I gain, I develop a lot of skills that if I, that I bring to a side hustle or to my friend's side hustle or to anyone else's business. And that's how I leverage my career or my nine to five. It should work for you, you know, for your external endeavors. And that's why I love it because I am, I'm not going to business school. So how Uh I learned certain things about business is working at a company. And by working at a company, you see what to do and what not to do. And hit the ground running. And and, and then you're kind of, okay, you could leverage some of that experience. So that is like one of the things that I found, I find beneficial with having a nine to five. And you kind of bring some of that entrepreneurial spirit in inside the company. And and that's kind of where a lot of companies, they're looking for intrapreneurs, where you have the entrepreneurial spirit within the company. So it, again, working a side hustle and or leaving a full time entrepreneurship to go back to work is um, is not a bad thing. So I just want to kind of say, you know, 
the conversation about which is better working for yourself or working for other people, it's what works best for you. For you. And right. then, you know, if someone leaves to, you know, if years ago they're like, oh, I'm leaving my full-time job to do blogging or whatever, 100%. And now they're coming back into the workforce. We shouldn't shame people for that because right. these are decisions people have to make real time as what is best for their welfare and best for their family. It's just that we need to continue to support people to grow in whatever decision that they choose to make, you know, mm-hmm. and not be so judgy about it. But I know for myself, the insurance alone is like, yeah. we'll catch you back. <laughs> the insurance alone. Yeah. Right. No, it's scary. It's this muddy waters out there. And I just want to say something else too, about um, entrepreneurship style, going back to a job. The job will never make fun of you for that. The person interviewing you will never make fun of Mm -mm. you of that. You actually stand out. Exactly. You have leadership skills. It will set you apart from all the other applicants. So inside of the company, no one's ever going to laugh at you. It's really, you know, the peanut gallery on the outside. Yeah, it's appearance, right? Right, right. The appearance. It's it's, it's like what we project on social media and, you know, trying to keep up with that. So um, earlier this year, I met this young lady and I'm I'm happy to do an introduction because she was supposed to be on the podcast. But, you know, where we went to record, there was some technical difficulty we didn't record. But she's a construction manager for a large construction company. It's in the U.S. It's um. I think it's Norwegian based, but anyway, she went to school for engineering. She's Jamaican. She came up, she went to school for engineering and, um, she decided that she, uh, she didn't want to be in the office as an architect. She did. She realized, and I, I don't want to tell all her story, but she realized like, listen, I, I'm a social person. I like being on the construction site mm-hmm. and walking by and here and, and you know, the, the, a lot of times on the construction sites, there are a lot of immigrants, right? So yes. when so when they know that she's a Jamaican, they you know she's like, hey, well, go on and you walk around. And a lot of what's it like being construction managers interacting with the different um, trades on the construction right. site. So right. I, I I I can't wait for her to be on the show, but I will definitely introduce you because I feel, I I'm so excited about you know this this adventure that you're on and that you know, we give more examples of what it's like to work in different areas and still have a good job and still being able to do your side hustle. Cause I know you don't stop doing makeup. You still do it, but it's just yeah, not, the it's main, not my forefront. Right? It's not at your forefront. It doesn't mean that you stop. It just means that it's different. So, you know, Renee, I am so excited that you are on this new journey. Good luck, best of luck of everything that you are doing and um, tell everyone where. So what are you actually doing on Utility Bay? You said you're just featuring people, right? So on utilitybay.com, uh, you will see that there are profiles of women. I call them notable women. Um, I just actually recently interviewed um, an administrative construction manager. And she her profile is on the website. So it's there to view. And you really get to read about her day and what her job is like. So that's one section of the site. Another section is just news and happenings and new developments within the construction industry. Not particularly pertaining to women, but just really cool things that are happening in construction, technology, and design. Um, And then there's another part of this site where I just feature career types 
and give a description, give uh, the salary, give the education requirements. And then in the future, I'm looking to do scholarship programs too. Not myself, well, yeah, personally, I would love to do scholarships once I reach there. Uh, But just having scholarship information for women who want to study STEM careers. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Renee, thank you again. This was great catching up. Um, thank you love again. It, love it. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm going to link, I, 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 I'm really going to link to that video because we didn't only talk about you being a makeup artist, but we were talking about culturally the impact. Because like you said, you know, entrepreneurship doesn't go away. You still have that bug. It doesn't go away. It's just that you're doing something else. You're switching to something else. And that is right. so fine. So again, Renee, thank you for being on the show. It was such a pleasure. This is a lovely conversation and we'll catch up with whatever you're doing as utility bay and (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love i love it i I love love it it. i love that you love it i do too you know it's catchy it's catchy and that was that was the point of making it something easy to say um so thank you so much for having me carry and i'm excited too awesome awesome and so everyone that's it for this episode of carry on friends the caribbean american podcast and until next time walk good Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.